Nathan replied to the king, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says, are you the one to build the house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up of Egypt to this day. I've been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people of Israel, why have you not built a house of cedar for me? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone. I've cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. Then jumping down to verse 16, it says, Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. <clears throat> Our culture uh, tends to idolize the, the next big athlete, the next big movie star, the inventors of the world, the pop stars, the billionaires, and so on. And if we are truthful with ourselves, we sometimes join our culture in doing that. From Michael Jordan to LeBron James, from Marilyn Monroe to Jennifer Lawrence... From Elvis to Taylor Swift, from Einstein to Elon Musk, from Warren Buffett to Jeff Bezos and beyond. Those big names we all know and we have heard much about, of course. And I don't think that we always necessarily have to shun popular culture. But we do need to make sure that we aren't turning these people into idols like sometimes happens in our world. Fans, maybe, but not followers. I think maybe that's the key to this, is, you know, we're followers of Jesus, but just fans of these others. And, uh, you know, many, many had talent, of course, that get to be to that level. Um, and they, uh, you know, they didn't start out as a star, many of them. Uh, they didn't start out with all that popularity and a lot of them didn't start out with all that wealth either. They, um, they, they had intellect, they had business sense, they, they worked hard, many of them, probably, to get where they are today. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But when you get to the level of many of those that are up there on the screen, I'm sure it's hard to you know, keep it all in perspective. And as we know, some do a better job of that than others when they, when they get to that point. But in our scripture this morning, 
and in the Christmas story itself, we see that God uses regular, ordinary people to accomplish great things for his kingdom and his name on this earth. I mean, really, the whole Bible is just full of stories like this or like that. And we're going to look at, we're going to touch and think about some of those this morning. Along with our Advent theme, um, we're going to ask ourselves, how will we know when God is calling us from the ordinary to the extraordinary? And perhaps we need to consider that the world, what the world thinks is ordinary, can often be extraordinary, even if you aren't on the nightly news or on uh, raking in millions of dollars on social media or whatever. But let's start with David. We read 2 Samuel 7 here, and the prophet Nathan says that God is going to make David's name great. Like the names of the greatest men on earth, it says. He says that David is going to rule over his people, Israel. That he's going to lead them. And I think sometimes we think of the life of David, it's easy for us to forget that David started on this journey as a shepherd boy that had many brothers who were actually older than him that might have been capable of this call. But God wanted to call an ordinary shepherd boy to this extraordinary calling. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, there is that connection with Jesus, the coming Messiah, and the ancestral line of David. We, we talked about that this morning in Christian Ed as well. How Matthew begins his gospel with that list of the ancestral line, uh, which includes David. But we know that this is how God works throughout the entire Bible. And even today. Not just in the Bible. In the book of Genesis, we have Joseph. Joseph was a young brother that, that got sold to slave traders who were heading to Egypt. And yet God used him to come into a high position there in, in Egypt and Pharaoh's government that would eventually save his family from a famine. And actually, if you think about it, save the line of David and Jesus. You can read about that more in Genesis chapters 37 to 50. The book of Esther. The book of Esther in the Old Testament tells the story of how a young orphaned girl miraculously becomes queen as a way for God to save the Jewish people through her and her position. Such a time as this. You were here for such a time as this, is the famous verse from the book of Esther. From ordinary to extraordinary. The Christmas story itself is a testimony of this. We heard the scripture read this morning about Mary. I mean, who would have picked a young, poor, virgin girl from Nazareth to carry and give birth to the Messiah Jesus? The son that God sent to save the world from sin. And Mary, you know, she wondered that herself. 
in the first chapter of Luke. But we know that she accepted that call. And she was blessed beyond measure when she answered the angel Gabriel by saying, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. Then think about those whom the angels first told about Jesus' birth. Again, shepherds. Shepherds living out near the fields there in Bethlehem. They were called to come and witness this world-changing event. And then they were to go out and share the news with all the people. One of the songs we sometimes uh, use during this time of the year is, Go Tell It on the Mountain. And then, of course, 30 years later, Jesus called 12 very ordinary men to follow him in ministry and be the first disciples. Many of them were fishermen who worked out on the Sea of Galilee to make their living. Some worked with their father. Some were called to leave other occupations to follow Jesus and fulfill this extraordinary call upon their life. And yet they were very ordinary men, those first 12 disciples, just like us. Just like those even today who are called by God to be a servant, to be a peacemaker, to be a witness. And the people who of God who Jesus has called to fulfill the great commission, a call in Matthew 28, to go out and make disciples. To go tell it on the mountain. Jesus calls each and every believer to this. Doesn't matter your age, your education, your status, or your wealth. So going back to the question that I raised earlier, how will we know when and if God is calling us to something, whether it be something ordinary or something extraordinary. First of all, I believe that God sees all of us as extraordinary people. You know, there is no ordinary in the eyes of God. That's a, a world classification. You are an extraordinary person made in the image of God. He saw that in David, in Joseph, in Esther, in Mary, and all those people in Scripture that were called and used. There are too many to mention here this morning in the Bible. So first and foremost, you need to know that, that you are special, that you are loved, and you are created for a purpose. Your, your self-esteem is not to be about what the world or other people think or say about you. Your self-esteem is to come from what God and Jesus say about you. And once you have that, you see, established in your mind and in your heart, then Jesus can begin to show you the wonderful things he has called you to as his follower. Jesus wants to work in and through us to show the world that all people are loved. And 
All people matter. Not just those with worldly power or popularity or influence. When the Lord comes calling, we sometimes in our humanity try to be humble and, and say, you know, why me? Why would God want to use me? What do I have to offer? What difference can I make here in rural central Illinois? Or wherever you are watching online this morning. Well, I would venture to say that these people that I've mentioned here in Scripture, they give us many reasons to put on a different attitude than that. What if we think about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, and say, why not me? I mean, at first she wasn't sure, but, you know, she quickly realized that this was not a call that she could ignore or turn away from. Not for profit, not for fame, but for her God. Ted Ingstrom once wrote about a, a Christian businessman from America who, who visited various Christian missions as he traveled around the world on business. And one day he found himself in India. He was in a mission that was helping those that had uh, the disease of leprosy. He watched as a young lady helped a beggar who was dirty and poor and diseased get the, the care and the help that he needed. He wanted to, to take some pictures of it all, but he just couldn't do it. He was just, you know, he was too overwhelmed. And uh, he couldn't believe the selfless care and love that these Christians were showing to these lepers who were covered, these beggars who were covered with leprosy. So tears filled his eyes and he turned to the young lady and he said, I wouldn't do that for a million dollars. And she quickly turned to him and she said, neither would I. So, you know, how will you know if God is calling you to something? We are called as followers of Jesus. That's the first thing that, that we need to understand. But what might that call look like for you individually or a couple if you're married First and foremost, we need to spend time in prayer and we need to ask questions of Jesus or ask that question of Jesus. You know, what are you calling me to? When we engage in prayer and spiritual discernment about these things, the Lord does hear us and the Lord will provide guidance. The second thing there is we need to stay rooted in God's word, the Bible, for guidance. Sometimes the Bible, you know, will give us specific guidance. And sometimes it provides a verse or verses that confirm or in give, give encouragement and how you sense the Lord leading. Or it can also, if you feel like you're going a certain way and you need to go another way, it can also direct you in that way as well. A third way to know is a deep inner conviction that God places on your heart. You know, a, a specific purpose that comes to your mind can even be a, a specific person 
um, place. Can be a, a certain ministry or action that Jesus is calling you to. And then along with that, a fourth confirmation can come through Christian friends, co-workers, pastors, or mentors. So in other words, talk to others about these things. Don't just keep it uh, to yourself. Talk to others that you trust about these things. Because they can offer you, if they're a good Christian friend, they can offer you guidance. They can offer you insight. And they can also offer you wisdom and support you in prayer. And that's true for, for many particular callings. But it can also be true if the Lord you know, desires us to go in a, a different direction or do something different than what we are thinking. That's happened for me in the past. Next, think about your passions and your spiritual gifts. You know, the talents that God has created you with. We just went through the, the spiritual gifts weekend recently to, to try to help us with this. You know, it's one thing to discover what those are. But that discovery doesn't do us much good if we don't use those gifts and those passions and those talents for the greater purpose that Jesus places in front of us. And that leads then to another way that we can know. Just look in front of you and be aware of things. You know, what circumstances... Our opportunities is Jesus placing in front of you. And then I think here's the biggest part of that is, are you seeing them as that? You know, as opportunities. Um, we need to go through our day. We need to go through our weeks and our life thinking about why someone or why something is being placed in our path or in our life. You know, it may be, well, this person keeps coming up or this keeps coming up in my mind or in my devotions or I keep seeing this happening in front of me and, and so on. It's probably not a coincidence. Jesus is coordinating circumstances, providing opportunities and giving us certain experiences so that we will know what and who he is calling us to. And here's the last one. And this is why the church is so important. Church of Jesus Christ is important. It's great to come together, to worship together, to study the Bible together and have valuable friendships. But as the church, we are to help each other discern those callings. And support each other when and if they are confirmed. And point out the giftings of each other and encouraging each other when Christ puts those opportunities in front of us. I, I had to think back. Uh, I'm going to talk about two Kindles here this morning. Uh, during the Spiritual Gifts weekend, Kendall Schrock came up to me and showed me that one of his spiritual gifts said pastor. And I said, that's wonderful. <laughs> I said, you know, you got to pray about that. What does that mean? You know, what, what, what how might God use you with that? I mean, he had other spiritual gifts too, but pastor was one of them. And, and I just thought that was so cool. This week, uh, Kendall Burdick. You knew you were the other Kendall I was going to mention, didn't you? 
she put a letter in all of our boxes this week about a mission trip to Ecuador that she's trying to raise funds for. And in the opening paragraph of her letter, she said this, For the past few months, I've felt a tug at my heart to go on this mission trip and serve the Lord. She also added that a lot of thought, conversation, prayer, and research went into this as well. That's awesome. And so as the church, we are called to support her in that tug. And that can be in many different ways. For some, it might be financial. For some, it may be prayer. For some, it just may be an encouraging word for her. It can be a lot of different things. We've done that in the past, and I'm sure we will continue to do that. Not only for Kindle, for, or for those Kindles, but for many others as well. Well, in closing this message, um, I think this is an encouragement for all of us to see the potential that God has or sees in each one of us. First of all, to know that you are loved by God, that you are called by God as a follower of Jesus, and that you have a purpose in this life. And that purpose should be grounded in the leading of God and the discernment of those who know best. You know, we might feel like we live ordinary lives, lives that aren't making much of an impact, maybe like those that we see on TV or, or social media. You know, they call them influencers these days, those people on social media. Um, but it's far from accurate to say that they are the only ones that are influencers are making an impact the christmas story the bible and the example of many in history show us that even those who feel like ordinary people are extraordinary in the eyes of god and those ordinary people often do extraordinary things for jesus and for others. And so as we think about David. And Joseph. Esther. Mary. And others. We also need to think about our own lives. And how Jesus is calling us. To the greater things that he spoke of in John. 14 verse 12. And I, I want to end this morning with those verses. And I'd like to invite you to stand with me again. We're going to say those together. This is what Jesus said in John 14, 12. Let's say these words on the screen. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the work I have been doing. And they will do even greater things. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning and um, we see in your word and through the many stories that are shared in scripture, how you took ordinary shepherds, ordinary Mary, and you used them in miraculous and extraordinary ways. Lord, help us to understand that that you see us in that same way. 
that we are not just living ordinary lives that don't matter here on this earth. That we don't just wake up each morning to just get through the day or get through the week. Help us to look for the opportunities, the circumstances, the people, and other things that you are putting in front of us to give us direction in, in what you're calling us to or, or what you want us to um, do that is extraordinary. And sometimes, Lord, we don't, want, we don't need to let the world define what is extraordinary. Because if we just help a neighbor, if we reach out to someone in need, that can become an extraordinary thing in the kingdom of God. So, Lord, I pray that you would help each of us discern what that is. Help each of us discern with each other what that is. And help us to make it a matter of prayer in these days ahead that that as we think about the Christmas story and we, as we think about Mary and Jesus and Joseph and how that ended up changing the world. Help us to just see what part we might have to play in that. And so, Lord, our prayer first and foremost is that we would take the time to pray about it and to seek your will and to seek your direction. I pray that each one of us would do that as we ponder those things over this Christmas season and as we begin to head into the new year of 2024. Pray your blessing on each one here this morning, Lord. Uh, pray your blessing on the Christmas program tonight. Pray that we can come back together to celebrate uh, the wonderful story of Jesus coming to earth to save us. And um, we are just so thankful for what you have done for us, Lord. Uh, Help us to give you the praise and the glory uh, for saving us from our sin and, and saving our world. We pray that you go with us now and pray your blessing upon each individual and family. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray together. Amen. Let's go out in peace and hope to see you back here this evening. <clears throat>